Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Jonathan from Penji. He is the co-founder and we've actually talked quite a bit in the past, I want to say maybe one year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and I've learned a ton from him and from everything that he's doing. And I've seen a little bit behind the scenes and stuff like that. And it's just awesome, everything that they're able to do. So um, thank you for taking the time of the day to be on here today with me. I really appreciate that. And uh, why don't you just do a little intro, um, you know, about yourself and Penji? Well, first I have to say that I, the full disclaimer that I talked to this man more than I talked to my own family. <laughs> uh, the road of entrepreneurship is a very dark and lonely place. And it's good to talk to like-minded individuals like yourself. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here and hopefully we could share some value. Um, yeah, my name's Jonathan. I'm one of the co-founders of Penji. We do, we're an on-demand graphic design service all at one flat monthly rate. We have a pretty cool platform that's uh, very simple, very fast, very easy and affordable, of course, to use. We, <clears throat> the idea is with Penji that we want you to sign up for a service, trust who we are, understand what we do and receive the graphic designs that you want. <clears throat> Simple as that. So whether you need a logo or, uh, or an advertisement because you're in SaaS world, or maybe you need uh, an app that you have an idea for and you don't feel like bringing that person on because they're too expensive or you find it really difficult in order to find that, um, that design talent through freelance websites, you use a service like ours, if you like it, you use it. If you don't like it, you can ask for another designer. And we do it over and over again on a repeated basis, unlimited amount of times on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as, you know, let's, let's bring it back a little bit before Penji actually happened. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's a very awesome story about Penji and, and how it kind of all came together and, and worked itself into being a company um, that's doing some really amazing things um, for the community and also for its clients. Um, so how did everything kind of get started? Where did you realize you yourself and the co-founder, um, you know, how did you guys realize that there was a place for this company and, and how did you start executing? So I'll give you the whole story cause I don't even think we've talked about it in detail, but, um, I worked for Apple at the age of 18 and I quit at around 23, um, I hated my, I hated my life. I hated everything. I wanted to, I wanted to do things that are extremely dark and, and disgusting to think about. And I knew what I wanted to do, but I was afraid to do it. And I shared that just because I think it's important that it's okay to feel that darkness. It's okay to feel that like, I want to quit my job. I want to leave, but maybe I'm not ready for it yet. And I was stupid and I quit when I wasn't ready for it. And now granted, I have a, a relatively somewhat of a success story where I could see the light of day, but there are days where I couldn't see the light of day. And, you know, I started a, a company called Pan Fried Media. And I knew that there are two things. If I wasn't getting an income. So when I quit my job, after I quit my job, but I knew I needed to eat food. So I would barter um, my services because I, I did a, a media company for food. And I bartered my services. If, if, if bartering didn't work, then I would ask for a couple hundred dollars a month to do social media um, marketing. But you know, fast forward, I started an agency after that, uh, outside of that failure. 
And it was really difficult to find quality graphic design talent. And then what ended up happening was that I ended up doing all the graphic designs myself. And I mean, you know me a little bit better than most people. But I can't design for crap. Like I'm not a designer at all. I'm really bad at graphic design. I'm really bad at drawing. I can't do any of it. So, you know, I was, and I ended up doing it for, for two years, three years, four years. And I'm like, I shit can't be doing this anymore. So I tried to hire uh, students. I tried to go on freelance websites. I tried to uh, you know, bring on staff and none of them were the right fit. And so we ended up got really lucky and found a really talented graphic designer. Um, that's now one of our founding members. And the one thing over time in and time out, the one thing that they always, our customers said that we were doing really well was that we were really good at graphic design. And so we we're like, well, I had this problem. He's, you know, he's, he's a really good graphic designer. So how can we, what can we do more, right? How, if, if there's a trend here. There's a trend. People are saying this one thing, the commonality between everything. And we never looked at it for years. We didn't look at that commonality. And then it finally hit us. We can no longer be an agency anymore because number one, it's not, we're not uh, fulfilling our goals, our, our life goals, our dreams. Number two, it's not fun to do it. And number three, it's, it's, it's not a scalable way. A digital marketing agency for us, it just didn't fit. Now, you, I'm sure there are people that are listening right now that, yeah, it, it might make you a couple hundred thousand a, a, a year and that's great. But like, that's not the level of impact that we want to make in our lives. So we had to look at ourselves and this is our goal. This is what we want to accomplish. We can't get there doing the same thing that we're doing right now. And then we pivoted and ended up creating this uh, on-demand uh, graphic design service in Penji with the key emphasis of two things. Um, we want to serve our community and we want to help those who help others. That's our mission, helping those who help others. Because after all the commonality of the graphic design people saying things about to us, and then in addition to that, us consistently doing good for the community, even when it wasn't our social mission, it hit us and we we're like, well, you know, again, graphic design, we're community driven. How can we mesh the two? And then that's when my co-founder came in and my co-founder was uh, very heavily involved in underserved communities. And that's where we're headquartered in the underserved community. So, you know, yes, we do. We are an on-demand graphic design service. So we have amazing clients, but we provide op, uh, gym, uh, excuse me, we provide uh, opportunities for students and residents in underserved communities um, so they can get jobs and internships and education behind what it's like to run a business. Okay. That's awesome. And what was the hardest thing of essentially doing all of this? Um, you know, what were some of the things that kind of stood out most and that you found yourself really struggling with as you built the company from, let's say, yourself and and um, your co-founder and, and the other founding designer um, what was where were you getting stuck and how uh, overcome that the biggest thing that I was stuck in are two things um, number one was myself because working with people is really hard and when you work with other people when you have to manage them you have high expectations because your expectations are the same level of how how you hold yourself and i for one beat myself up incredibly hard probably harder than you know most people are themselves i beat the crap out of myself but that's like a good i think it's it's like a bad thing it's a good thing at the same time um so it's like 
you know, you have, here you are working by yourself with like a small group of people and now you have to manage a larger group of people. And it's like different personalities, different people. You have to become a different person in order to do that. Um, so that's number one. And then number two, I would just say is sales. You know, I think that's the hardest thing that anybody could ever do for yourself, for your business is to invest 100% of your heart and dedication to growing the business because we're, we constantly want to do these like these stupid stuff in our lives. Like we want to send these emails. We want to, we want to wait for emails to come to us or, or we want to continue working or designing on this project. That was the hardest thing is overcoming. Like, no, get the F out the room, like get out of the house, get out of the room, get out of the office and start selling, get in front of those people, do the things that you say you want to do, but you just never do it. Like those things, all those sounds so small and simple is extremely difficult to train your mind in order to, to make that change. To actually do them. Yeah. Yeah. To actually do I, it. That's one of the things that a lot of people find difficult and, and you know, it's, it's really, and I see it all the time, but like myself too, myself included is getting yourself, like, you know what you have to do. Um, but there's that barrier that kind of keeps you from essentially doing what you know is going to get you to the next level, what you know is actually going to help you get through whatever you want to get through or get to where you want to get. Um, but there's always that limiting belief that you tell yourself over and over again, even subconsciously, but you, you, like, you don't want to do something even though you know you should. Um, and you know that's the right thing to do. But I think there's definitely ways of rewiring you know, the brain to, to make you understand um, how to do that. And one of those ways I found extremely helpful is creating habits around things and, and kind of matching two things together. For example, um, like sometimes I, I got in, in, the, in the habit of meditating and mm -hmm. at the beginning, like I didn't know when to do it. Like I would say, okay, I'm gonna do it every day, but I didn't know when. And then when you start pairing it together with something else that you already do, like brushing your teeth, well, after I brush my teeth, then I'm gonna meditate. It kind of mm -hmm. starts wiring itself um, and making itself its own habit after um, you know a certain amount of time. But I think just doing stuff like that, whether you have to like write it in your notebook or whatever it is, it helps a ton. Absolutely, yeah. And I wish that I was able to be better at that. Um, you know, I I think that sometimes meditation is like the cool thing to do that entrepreneurs <laughs> are saying they're doing. But like, I do it. I don't do it often enough. But like, yeah, you're right. The the habit is really important. And I think the hardest thing that anybody could ever do is to rewire your brain yeah. because you constantly want to go into work and be like, you know, make my coffee, do this. I don't, number one, I don't drink coffee, so I don't have that problem. But anyways, you, you want to have this ritual. And then if you say you just sweep yourself under with a rug, somebody uh, takes a rug right underneath you and you now your whole day's messed up. So like if there is a way for you to rewire your brain to, to do the harder things first, um, and then do the easy things that later half, or you don't have this like weird syndrome where like you see a shiny object and you have to do that thing because like, you know, that's what you believe is the most important in that moment. And that's not true. So, you know, it's, it's a long road, but, um, you really have to just like have conversations with yourself. Like I'm yeah. in my head all day. I'm looking at the mirror, not like in a self-conscious type of way, but I'm just like, you know, dude, you suck today. Or like, you know what? you've you effing rocked it like you you did a great job today like today the past two days a plus from for me like if i were to get grade myself tomorrow who knows we'll see but like the past two days like i'm really happy with how the progress that we've made and 
You just have to be aware of that. You have to, you have to be real with yourself. Good. I love it. And let's talk a little bit more about the actual, you know, company and the product. So how, what did you do um, to get those first 10 customers to get the first 100 customers and what got you from, let's say 10 to, you know, a hundred to a thousand and so on. Yeah. The first 10 customers were extremely difficult to get. Mm-hmm. And then once we started understanding the 10, the hundred became really fast. Mm-hmm. And then the hundred turned into 200, turned into five and then the you know, thousand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when it comes to sales, we asked our friends for the first 10 sales. Mm-hmm. Now we had the luxury of having a digital marketing agency. So we talked to our clients that were already paying us and said, Hey, this is a new service that we want to do. Do you think you'd be interested in partaking in it? Um, So that was in our favor and we converted a lot of those people into customers. But then once they, once those, those people set aside, it was like, okay, well now how do we get more customers? So we still weren't even sure. Penji wasn't even supposed to happen. It was a, 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 a a luck of a draw type of company because when we started it, we were like, well, this is what we kind of want to do. We were going to add it service into, we were going to add the service into our digital marketing agency. And then we started, we, we, we got the 10 customers, you know, it was difficult to do because it was a long process, but like we got them relatively quickly once we understood it. And then from there, we sent out a questionnaire and to about 200 of our like closest friends that were in relatively in the industry and we knew that they would be potentially good customers for it. And we said, if we build this, you know, it, it, this is your problem, right? Do you, do you have a problem in this? The answer is yes. No. Okay. If yes, then if we were to solve this problem, what would it do for you? And then we asked the final question is like, if we built this, would you buy it? And then the answer was yes. And every single person that said yes, we reached back out to them and said, Hey man, you, just said uh, over the phone a couple weeks ago that you would buy this if you if if we built it. Well, we just built it. Now, do you want to come down and and, and buy it? And you know that was kind of how we got our first 100 customers. Um, it was just that that idea, and then referrals came, and then scaling is now happening, which is where we're at in the process now. We we understand our customer base. We we. We talk to every single customer that has ever stepped through our doors, that has ever trusted us um, with Penji, whether it's uh, on a nonprofit program that we have, whether it's a, a professional agency plan, whatever it may be, we've talked to every single one and we ask them, why did you choose us? Mm-hmm. What do we do that helps you? And that mentality, we understand our customers so damn well that I don't think there's a business out there in our industry that understands our customers more than what we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to believe that because I want us to continue to get better, but we're constantly talking to our people and that alone has allowed us to understand. So now when we use our, our ads, right? Cause you're the ad expert. Now we know with accuracy what we need to say in order right. to, in order to sell them. Well, you, because you're learning wh- what the objections are and what are yeah. the, that people like, you know, there's, let's say you have a thousand customers and 900 of them say the exact same thing. Like, exactly. Love you guys. This is the problem that you're solving for me. 
on a daily basis, then you know at a scale, you know, what is likely to work with everyone else that is similar to them, that it has the same interests and so on. So I think what you're doing is pretty genius because you're essentially just asking them, you know, like, what do we need to do? Um, we have to be curious. Like we, we, we want to, we are stupid, right? Like in, in, in a sense, like we are dumb individuals and we want to play dumb until we're proven otherwise. Mm -hmm. And the data doesn't lie. Um, if we have X amount of customers in this niche and, and they say that they're they're they want us for this reason, well, you know, we'd be stupid to not throw an ad out there or a campaign, an email campaign, or even um, tweaking our cold emails right. in order to say that one phrase because we know that's the silver bullet. Uh -huh. Absolutely. That's awesome. And is there anything personally that kind of just getting on a more personal level here that you look back a year, mm -hmm. what would you have done differently knowing what you know now um, about yourself, about the customers that you're servicing um, and the clients essentially? I think if you were to ask my co-founder this question, he would probably say like a hundred different things. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, as cliche as it is nothing, because like for me, my mentality is like, I have to go through this pain in order to get there. I mean, the only other thing would just say is like, from a personal level, I was just say like, get out of your own way, stop being an egotistical douchebag, mm -hmm. and just like calm down and just you know, don't don't fight, don't argue over things, don't try to make, don't try to be right all the time, because like when you're in a leadership position, you want to be right, you feel like you're right all the time. Yeah. It's really hard for somebody to tell you that you're wrong, and then being able to hear that and react to it is also difficult. So that would be it. But I mean, I love the pain and the, the struggle in the beginning, but you know, triumph is always good too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to celebrate, you know, the wins and, and obviously there's, there's a point I think that you have to make sure that you give yourself credit for everything that you're doing, whether, you know, it's something small or something big, essentially those are the things that are going to kind of keep you moving forward. Um, and you know, like most entrepreneurs, you don't really ever reach what you're trying to achieve and it just kind of keeps on growing. Um, and you have to make sure that you look at that both at a micro and a macro level. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you kind of get stuck and then you don't really know where to go. If you, if you're looking at a macro level all the time, then you know, the, the goal is just going to look huge. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, so you just have to make sure that you're looking at things from very different perspectives at all times so that you don't get kind of stuck, um, you know, with, in the moment at all times if any time i've ever felt stuck is because i'm not looking at the business at a, at a i'm looking at the business at, a, at the wrong lens mm -hmm. but the minute i'm able to just look at the business and look at the numbers and look at what's coming in and what's coming out look at how they're coming in and how, how long they're staying um from a SaaS perspective i think that's incredibly important because you if you make decisions based off of your gut or emotion then you don't know enough about your business simple as that but if you're able to say like hey i kind of want to go down this road because of xyz reasons then that's an educated decision even if it is risky it's still educated mm -hmm. um it may not work but you know the repercussions because you're going down that that line but yeah have you ever done something um you know oh, yeah 
from All a gut time. feeling that kind of just absolutely um, went yeah, advertisements. <laughs> advertisements, yeah, Google, uh, Facebook advertisements. Like, I know I needed to do, like, you know, we've had several conversations about this. Mm-hmm. We knew we needed to do it. I didn't know how to do it, you know, and I realized that like the reason why they didn't work in the very beginning, several years, uh, or, uh, you know, a long time ago was because I just didn't know the customer well enough, you know, and even though we're collecting the data from the beginning, we just didn't look at it right. stupidly enough. And after looking at the data and you're just like, yeah, you know, people keep asking these same questions on our support line people are constantly asking about this like one feature why well let's say it in an ad or let's use it in our 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 scripts whatever it may be like that's it's the the answers to your problems are probably staring at you in front of your face you just have to look for them you have to look for them exactly or just wait till they kind of show up and you have this moment where you know it all yeah exactly Um, but how, I guess, what am I trying to ask? I'm trying to find the right words to put it together. But what is, you know, one thing that you have noticed over and over again within the SaaS industry, not Penji specifically, that you feel like keeps happening over and over again? Um, that SaaS is easy. You know, I think, say again. Or just, what do you, what, I guess, what do you mean? Yeah, like, I think, I think people are like, you know, let's just make a revenue, let's, let's make a, let's make a subscription revenue in order to gain, gain more business. And you're just like, dude, do you know how hard it is? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's number one. I think number two, I don't think people, I think people make software for themselves but they don't think about the customer on the other end. And I don't think people spend enough time on the user experience of their own product. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are so many SaaS businesses out there that their user interface is so crap. And, I'm, and I just think to myself, like, have you not thought about this at all? Like, like, like MailChimp did a, a recent update uh-huh. And I mean, I like MailChimp as a service, but like, it is so goddamn difficult in order to find anything now. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, I understand that you're, you know, this is, you're, you have a good story and stuff like that, but like, this is terrible UX UI. Like it makes no logic and no sense at all. How did you come up with this? And, and there is, and, and they're not doing anything to kind of, teach you where things are now that they've changed things like they just expect you to go in and know where everything's at yeah like i mean that's just the one example but like i mean there's constant other examples um like i when i would say that in most SaaS businesses if you have even 10 features that you want to add into your quote-unquote idea you should probably get rid of 80% 80% of them mm-hmm. and just focus on like two things. The main things that actually, yeah, whatever the main thing is like, like Slack does it right. Mm-hmm. You know, Slack is chat. 
They don't try to do anything else. They don't like, you don't even know. Uh, we'll throw it back to us. You don't even know how many times people have come up to us and be like, yo man, you should do like, you know, development because you know, it's, 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 it's what we need. And like, we understand that that's what is needed, but like, but we understand that that's what people want. But at the same time, how can you be good at it? Yeah. How can, how can you be, how can you do, like you could do so many things. Well, but like, other, yeah, you got to specialize. Right. The, the other thing too is like, first, you don't, you don't necessarily want to be a people pleaser um, yeah. with, with that sense of the word. But also, you know, if, if you were to take on literally every single thing that anyone ever asks you to do, then you have this bloated product that isn't really good at one thing. It's really easy. It's, it's so easy to get influenced by other people. Um, you have to stay true to your North star. You know, you got to know what you stand for and what you, what you believe in. And I think that comes back to like purpose. Like if you understand what you believe in, you understand what your goals are and you understand yourself, then the rest comes relatively simple. But without that star guiding you, you, Mm -hmm. you lose faith and you start doing things and you start listening to people, you start looking at trends and that's just going to destroy you. Absolutely. Now to talk a little bit more about kind of the structure of the, the business model um, you know, you, you have SAS involved in it, but you also have a team of highly skilled designers, you know, working, um, and, and pretty much just having all these designs put out for customers, um, and, and making revisions and, and making the changes that are needed and, um, just delivering them and all that stuff. So how do you make sure that everything is working properly, right? Like, I'm guessing when the way I'm thinking of it is when you have a SaaS product, um, like it could literally just be one person behind everything, obviously not mm-hmm. a large scale, but you could have one, one piece of software that does everything that mm-hmm. is needed, whether the, maybe it's a Chrome extension or something, but nobody really needs to be there, you know, touching things or, or delivering products and stuff like that. But when you look at Penji, you have, you have the software that kind of brings, you know, the, the customers and, um, the, the, the people, your employees, the team members working together um, and it brings them together. It lets them communicate with each other and, and tell each other what they need and, and what is needed and, and so on. So how do you make sure that those two kind of keep working well at all times? I think it's number one, communication um, is really important. Transparency is also important. But number three, when you sign up for Penji, you're only seeing 15% of what Penji is. Simple as that. There's a lot of intricate like things that go into Penji that nobody else sees except for us. Mm-hmm. And that's just like it's like Disney World, right? You go to Disney World and yeah. and you're just like um you know, you're in Disney World and you enter the doors and you want to feel this magical experience. But then if you were to see Mickey Mouse smoking a cigarette on his lunch break, you'd be like, I don't like it's gone, you know, the magic is now gone for me. And so it's similar. I would say Penji is very similar in that same aspect. There's layers of, of, of Penji that I can't even get into, but just know that they're there. Um, there's elements of better communication, notifications, communication and notifications, um, delivery, timeliness. I mean, there's so many metrics that are being measured that, that's kind of just like from the, the technological SaaS element that's there. And 
you know, it's just something we don't, we don't really even talk about because nobody cares. Yeah. And I don't know if this is, you know, maybe asking too much, but essentially, and I'm aware, and I think you guys have um, disclosed it um, at some point, but there's a, a 2.0 happening. Um, 3.0, my man. 3.0? 3.0. Okay. Oh, we could disclose that. It's about to be launched in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, wait, wait, when, I don't know when this is going to go live, but we could talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this might not go live on time, but we can have talk cool. about it. Yeah. So what is uh, Penji 3.0? Uh, Penji 3.0 is everything that it's everything. It's, it's like, I saw it today alive for like the, the all the bugs and stuff like that. Cause like, you know, you see it so often and you're like, you know, this doesn't work and you get discouraged and, uh-huh. and, and all this stuff. But I saw it mobile for, for like the completed first time today. And like, I almost just like cried because it was perfect. And then you see the same experience on like a desktop platform. You're like, yes, like this is, this is game changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, some new elements of Penji for agencies, for people like yourself, you can now communicate with your team. Okay. You can now communicate with your, um, if you want your customers, if you're a large organization and you're trying to complete a project, well, now you can, work on that thing together in real time to complete that task. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you'll be able to receive things faster than you've ever felt, uh, seen it before. The communication is going to be faster. I mean, just everything is just, it's a well-oiled machine now. And like, I'm, I'm so excited for it to be launched because now once people start to experience it, excuse me. And I think, I think people are really going to, I think it's just going to completely, obliterate what's out there in the market and i'm just really excited to launch it from a sales perspective i'm just like drooling (laughs) that's great and uh, (laughs) what are your thoughts on failing or giving up as a entrepreneur whether it's you know i guess any 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 sort of project that you're working on and you think maybe you know like this is like this is the most difficult thing i've ever done like what are your thoughts on, on, on people just giving up? I, I mean, I, I think, um, I have the most positive outlook on failure. Like, I think that's the one thing that I'm really good at is I'm resilient as all hell. Uh, you can punch me, you can kick me, you can cut my limbs off, but like, I'll find a way to get back up. It doesn't matter. And like, sometimes I, I don't stress about things and people are like, why aren't you stressed? Like this is, you literally just lost X amount of dollars on, a, you know, uh, um, in, in, in a, in a week. And you're just like, I know I'm going to get it back. Yeah. Like I, I know I'm, I, I'm so confident, not stupid confident, but I know somehow, some way I'm know I'm going to be okay well, because I have my mindset. I have the people around me, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not asking it in the right way. No, no, definitely. I think you answered that properly, but, um, and you mentioned, you know, kind of, I'm going to get it back. And it's, I mean, it's true. You know, a lot of people think that they, they're going to lose something or they have this, um, scarcity mentality where there's only like a certain amount of things out there and you can only do it so many times, um, where they, you have the earners mentality where, you know, like, okay, well, I already did that once, so I can, I can do it again. I, I know I can, 
you know, spend X amount of money on advertising or whatever it may be on development, failing over and over again, but I know that I can get it back. Like there's people out there with money, um, you know, or, or to supply and needs to, to fulfill that you can always find a way um, to kind of get that for yourself yeah. and provide your services properly. Well, I want to go a step further and say that the reason why people fail for the most part is because they're afraid of what other people may think of them. Mm -hmm. Like for example, like when I first quit, so when I, when we started Penji, we just rebranded ourselves and I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like we're going to rebrand again. Like, do you know how hard it was to rebrand the first and the second and third time? Now we got to do it again. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, it's the right thing to do. But like, do you know how many people are going to judge me for this? Do you know how many people are going to look at me as a failure? Because like, you know, I didn't do this. I, 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 I look like, like me personally, this is what was once in my head. I look like such a freaking idiot, you know, going on the podcast and talking about these things. And then the next week and be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to sell a Tupperware for the rest of my life. Like you look like an idiot, mm -hmm. but nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> like the only remembers. person that, yeah, nobody remembers that. Like nobody remembers the past three businesses that I've made. Mm -hmm. They only remember what is right now. And like, if you can get over that thought process, like I think that's when you win. I don't give a crap about what other people think of me. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I like, it's, it's like, I, I, I say things that like, you know, people are like, well, you don't even know this person. Like why, why you, I'm like, I'm keeping it real. I don't like what you're saying. Or like, I want to put my opinion in here. Like, it's, I mean, it's, I'm doing it respectfully. Of course I didn't need to make that very clear, but like, I, I just want to see us succeed and I'll do whatever it takes in order to make that happen. Um, just, just simple as that. That's great. I, I actually love, you know, everything that you just said. So um, I think we're kind of close to the 30 minutes here. So um, let's start wrapping it up with a couple more questions. So sure. what is, and we may, we may have already kind of touched on this, but let's get a little bit deeper into it. What is one thing that you know um, you're not very good at? Um, I'm not the best manager in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. Like I'm not, I'm not the best manager. Um, I have a lot of room for improvement for sure. I think I'm a good leader, but I don't think I'm a good manager. Mm -hmm. So uh, what are the, what is the difference, um, you know, between a leader and a manager? And I can, I can, I can, I could take it. I could take you there. Like, mm -hmm. and you come with me and I'll, I'll, I'll show you the way a manager is like the, the, the day-to-day -day tasks. Like you didn't turn this on time or you didn't do that or, you know, you missed your deadline, things so like that. More of the, you know, the authority, um, that you probably kind of have yeah. a problem with. Is it, it's just something I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. It's not, I don't have a problem with it. Like I could do it, but I, I think it's something I, that I want to get better at. Like that's, this is my self acknowledgement of me saying like, I want to get better at that. Okay. My mental, my mental attitude is like, you know, what can we do to grow the company? I'm in growth mode. And so like you need somebody on your team that can help 
if you're in, if you're in growth mode, then you need somebody on your team to help you with that manage the day-to-day management role. And you know, that's just something that I, I, that's an area of opportunity for me, but, but I know I'm really good at a lot of other things that nobody else can do. So now let's look at the other side of things. What is, what am I good at? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at this. I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at, I'm good. I can get into the smallest crevice in the, on the planet. I can find a way to get in there. That's what I'm good at. Okay. Nobody else can, nobody else can, can do that. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this as me being arrogant. I'm just saying this as me like knowing myself, like Mm -hmm. I know how to get in to, to, if I want to get a meeting with so-and-so, I know I can instantly think of an idea to, to find a way into that, that spot. Okay. Um, and I can give you multiple examples. I mean, actually I probably shouldn't, but like, (laughs) But I, there are so many occasions where people are like, you know, on our team, like, how the F did you do that? And I was just like, I can't even explain it. Yeah. But I know that, like, that's the right thing to do. Awesome. And as far as other SaaS companies, um, what are ones that you look up to and kind of inspire you to make Penji even better? Hmm. Yeah, I don't really look at many other companies like I think you and I have somewhat of a disagreement on this mm-hmm. I don't use a lot of tools yeah um I don't use many much of any I I really love like the essential ones that I use on a daily basis so like slack obviously I I love their mission I love what they just did mm-hmm. with their new like digital media thing that they're doing i don't even know i don't know what it's called but they're doing like conferences and stuff like that um trello is reshaping their organization to pay and i think that's a really smart move on their part uh i think hubspot is another one that i just and we're not even customers of any of these i think we we use all free stuff but we don't even use hubspot at all but i love how forward focus forward thinking they are when it comes to digital marketing mm-hmm. you know like you can't go on google and type in a digital marketing uh keyword and not see a hubspot article yeah. Yeah. you know like they solidify themselves digitally to own the internet mm-hmm. when it comes to digital marketing and well, like and, Im- yeah, imagine and- if that was the case for penji and any, yeah, like, I mean, HubSpot, anything that you really look up, like they they literally have content on every yeah. single piece of digital marketing that you ever think of. And that inspires me though. Yeah. Like to yeah. go to the question, like what inspires you to make Penny better? Like being next to or on the same line or above as, as HubSpot for any digital marketing strategy. Great. That's awesome. And uh, what's your favorite book? Um... I mean, so I'll give you this two answers. I think the one of the best books is like The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F is Good, um, 48 Laws of Power, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think those are really good. But something I've been doing this past couple of weeks or so, two weeks or so, um, I've been clicking on sales books on like Audible and YouTube. And I play them while I work. Uh-huh. I don't listen to the whole thing. 
but I might pick up on like small words, like a phrase, if they say something like a phrase and I'm just thinking about something or doing the work and I'll pick up on it like, oh yeah, you know, that's a really good idea. Or I'll, I'll watch like speeches and things like that from on YouTube yeah. from like people, popular SaaS, um, you know, businesses like success and failures. And like, maybe I'll have like a two minute like drift where I listen to that fully and then I'll go for the rest of work and not really listen to it at all. But just the idea of me putting in that time investing, um, you know, I, I don't know if I, I don't have all the time in the world to read a book from page in page out, but I know the most amount of time that I'm on a computer and it's in my, in the office. So I know that may be a little weird for some people, but like I've been doing it and it's been really effective. Like I've come up with a ton of tweaks and changes based off of like just a couple of phrases that I've heard in, in these books and in these speeches. I don't even know the books that, that I'm listening to Yeah, because I just click on, I'm like, Oh, SaaS sales, digital marketing. I'll read it and I'll just click on it. That's awesome. Um, and then Jonathan, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I, well, I do have a question, but I'm not going to ask it. <laughs> it's a personal question. I'm not going to ask it. My question for you would be, oh man, what is the one thing that SaaS businesses are doing wrong in their advertising strategies? That's a good question. Um, I think personally that from what I've seen, you know, from, from the back end of things is, and before working with them is I think they're trying to get to the sale immediately. And I mm. think I actually spoke this in a podcast that hasn't been released yet, but I, the way I like to think of it um, and really explain it is, you know, when you think about it and, 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 you know, it's a good analogy. Let's say you're walking down the mall, mm. right. And then you know, and I'm sure you've seen them before and probably anyone that's listening, um, unless you're in a different country, maybe it's not something that they do there, but you're walking down the mall and then you have these little islands that sell different products like a lotion or something. Mm. And you're walking down the mall and they all of a sudden come up to you and they start putting lotion on your hand or they're, just, they're trying to sell it to you. Um, you have no idea who they are. You have no idea where the product was made. You don't know a thing um, about anything that they do. And they're coming at you trying to sell you something. And I find that absolutely disrespectful. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you look at, and, and it's not just SaaS companies, I think it's, it's something that happens on a very broad um, spectrum is that a lot of people are trying to go straight for the sale. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they don't even, you know, people don't even understand who you are. They've never seen your face before. They've never seen your company before. Um, and you're asking for something where, um, when you look at, at, you know, and I think that's what they're doing wrong is just going directly for, Hey, buy my product, use my tool. Um, mm. and so on. But when you take a step back and you look at some of the companies that you mentioned, like, um, HubSpot or you have Slack and you look at the advertisements that they're running, mm. they never even ask you for anything. Mm. Um, you know, they're just sending you content. They're trying to give you value literally for free. They're actually spending money to give you answers and give you items that you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. that's already building a different perspective in your brain of, you know, the brand itself, because it's trying to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and then when, when you're looking for stuff, then HubSpot's there again and they have solutions for you and they still haven't asked for anything. And mm -hmm. then maybe, you know, a couple of weeks out or maybe a couple months out, you finally see something from them because you actually opted into them without 
them ever having to ask anything. And that's when they kind of get you with, hey, this is what we do and we could help you with literally every question that you've ever asked. Um, and that's where we have all this content for you. So essentially you wanna educate people um, before you actually get anything from them. But don't you think it's hard to do that when you, you're dire for money? Yeah, I, I think it's hard, but you know, the way to think about it is if you're a subscription, for a subscription-based model specifically, mm-hmm. if you, let's see, if you look at the lifetime value of your customers mm-hmm. and let's say, you know, it's $5,000 um, for, for one of your customers, they stay on for as long as it takes for you to make $5,000. And um, if you're looking at Google ads, for example, let's just talk because they have a, a you know, biddings on, on keywords and things like that. Let's say you pay $10 um, for a, a click. And then, well, if my, if my software is $5 a month and I'm paying $10 a click, I'm already losing money. Mm. But I think you have to look at it from a longer perspective, from a time, from a longer time range where, okay, well, I could literally, um, you know, if, if my average lifetime value of a customer is $5,000, I could literally pay $5,000 to get a customer because I know mm. in the long run, that's how much I'm going to make. Okay. I dig that. I mean, that's really smart. Um, and I don't think a lot of people think that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people, what you said, they think about money quick. Mm-hmm. They think about the sale and everybody likes to be romanced. We all like to go on dates. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we don't do it enough. I respect yeah, that. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you, Jonathan, again, for being on here. Um, I really enjoy talking to you, uh, all the time. As you mentioned, we literally chat every single day. So <laughs> thank you for everything. Thank it's you. A, it's a bro fest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, um, where can people find you online? Sure. Penji.co. If you like my story, if you like what we have going on, um, just, if you like, if you like our story, if you like my story, imagine that times 40 times a hundred and you have amazing people that will work incredibly hard for you that will find and make sure that the graphic designs that you need will be done in a timely manner and done correctly. We care so deeply about trust and we're so grateful for the amount of people that have already trusted us and we, we will work our butt off in order to not only get your trust, but to keep it. So uh, head over to penji.co if you have any type of interest. Use the coupon code Luis15 for 15% off your first month of, of, of Penji. Awesome. And uh, I think we'll end it with that. So, again, thank you so much for being on here, and uh, we'll speak soon. Bye bye.